the NetBank Business Accelerator has been guiding entrepreneurs to build future-proof businesses beyond climate change, beyond the technology curve, beyond external forces. Thank you for joining me, Pavlo Fatidis, on this NetBank Business Accelerator podcast. As you know, in the series, we're going to be looking at what it takes to be resilient what it takes as an entrepreneur, what it takes as a business, and boy, do we need it. We're in a depressed economy, we're in a very negative environment, and resilience is the key to using that to your advantage and to grow your business well beyond the collective echo chamber of negativity and poor sentiment. With me, I'm joined by Siswe Chabalala from Precious Ties Trading. It's a cleaning business fighting in a very, very commoditized environment with thousands of competitors. He found an angle. He's doing it differently. Siswe, thank you for joining me. My first question to you immediately is, you were in a factory, a big, dirty factory. There you were, cleaning offices. What happened after that in order to get you into the business you now operate? Thank you for having me, Pablo. Um, Look, I think it, it, it's all about looking after your, your living space, just like you'd look after your, your space at home, uh, which obviously goes into your offices. But then, obviously, um, your production space, your manufacturing space also counts. So I then realized that uh, in, in all that we're doing, you know, um, caring and taking care of the, the industrial um, space, is as equally important as looking after your offices and, 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 and all the space. That sure, you, I, I buy that argument, but here's the reality. The contract you had in that particular factory was to clean the offices. What allowed the, your client to turn on and say, hang on a minute, we're prepared to actually engage with you. We like what you're doing. We trust what you're doing. What about trying out the industrial plant itself? Did they ask you or did you offer the opportunity and how did that relationship develop in order to open that door? Well, I suppose um, once you prove yourself that you are passionate about what you're doing, you are good at what you're doing, those opportunities are, are there and they are always there to be unearthed. In this particular case where my client is a lead recycling um, company, I realized that the plant is not as clean as it should be. And from a safety point of view, that is very, very key and very important. Um, I'm talking about breathing plume of lead. Uh, that is quite hazardous. And that has been the key problem that they've always had uh, for a long time. I picked it up. I listened to them. I heard what the problem was. And I carved a solution to, to enable them to be in a much better environment than they are now. So that's very interesting because immediately you, your company was hired to provide a service. The yes. service need was cleaning, but you actually interpreted it to be a different issue. You interpreted the problem rather than the service. And that's what led to your understanding that perhaps you could extend beyond cleaning into cleaning the air and in effect mining the air. Mining the air. You, you pointed very well there, uh, Pablo. If I could just explain to you how, how this works. Imagine a factory or a plant. Trucks coming in, trucks coming out. In between the movement of all these trucks, there are um, you know, forklifts lifting this, dropping there. And I realized that you know, there is a lot of movement here and all of this definitely contaminates the air. 
I engaged the client. The client liked what I had to say, um, thereby allowing me uh, an opportunity to come up with a solution. And the solution was mainly uh, dust suppression. Okay, but, so let me, let me stop you there. How did you... Yeah. So you identified the problem and yes. your client engaged with you, saw yes. that you recognized a problem that yes. went well beyond the service. How did you then develop the learning, the technology, the insight, the capability to suppress dust and to clean dust and extract the lead, which is what you now do? Look, it's, um, it's a permutation of, uh, of experience. Um, I mean, I've cleaned uh, shopping malls, uh, parking base spaces, I've cleaned cars, and I've had to do some form of dust oppression uh, at a very low scale. But in this particular instance, it, it had become uh, an opportunity to uh, bring all that that I have gone through in the past, couple that with a little bit of innovation, and give it a go at a, on a trial basis. So we did try it out, and it worked. It and, worked. And in the first instance that you put the solution forward, I'm sure there were glitches and errors and problems and issues. How did you manage that, let's call it rocky start, with your client in order to build their confidence and trust that this, in fact, is a viable service? Look, I think clients, uh, remember clients are ordinary people like all of us. Um, but they, they look for a certain spark in you. If you're not resilient, if you're not determined to, to, you know, to ensure that uh, you know what you're doing and you can do it, they can tolerate. Any client can tolerate glitches for a certain period of time. But what allows them to give you an opportunity further is you proving that you've got stealth, you've got staying power, you're resilient, you've got hoods, but you are determined to do this. So in my case, it was just that, you know, um, I, I, was, I was graced by the fact that, you know, I was determined to solve the problem. And in that past, there were other technologies that, you know, came my way, which we put into, into action and thereby helping solve the problem much quicker than before. So Sizwe, when, when you started, when you started this business, in the, the next business, the business you're now in, which is air mining, yeah. You're extracting the lead. When you first started it, in the very beginning, when you made, when, when you did things that you didn't know would work or not, when they didn't work, how did you communicate with the client? Did you tell the client or did you simply carry on at it until you got it to work? Well, um, it's important to, to do as much as you can, as far as you can. But remember, the client is observing. So to be transparent with the client, is, is, is quite key, but you want to be transparent progressively. You've got to show the client that these are the challenges, I've gone this far, and indeed, I'm almost there. If you just keep up with me, you know, we'll always be there. So in my case, it's the question of, um, of uh, going, going at it as much as I could, but not forgetting to communicate any glitches and any challenges that I was uh, going through in the process. Brilliant. And, and they, they welcomed it. They welcomed it. You know, they welcomed it. The most important thing is you've got to show um, that you've got staying power. You are determined. You are resilient. You are thick-skinned. And you really want to give them a solution to that problem. That is key. Okay, so now you have gone and you have carved out a new positioning for your business. I don't know how many other people mine air and extract lead and minerals and metals and other elements out of the air. In that business, 
I'm sure it changes the way that you go and position yourself and market yourself. Have you then started to focus on a particular kind of client? And what kind of client is that today? Okay, let me, 100%, 100%, let me, let me give you two scenarios. You've got a plant that is lead recycling, and you've got another plant that is uh, cement manufacturing. In both instances, there are problems, similar problems, no doubt. But in my case, a solution I would have for either of the two would not necessarily be the same, because in a lead-based environment, I would typically use gray water uh, to suppress um, the dust that's in the air, capture it with all other desert and give it, put it back in the furnace. Whereas in a cement plant, I wouldn't necessarily use water. But most importantly, I could, I could be in a position to, to, to trap the dirt, collect it, and give it back to the plant for recycling or for use purposes. Fantastic. So the methodology and the approach is what's consistent. The positioning that literally you can recycle waste within the factory environment and turn it into cash is your new positioning and you going for industrial businesses. Seizwe, thank you so much for the time. Let's just consolidate this very quickly. Resilience in this particular instance, it's about consistency of service and standards. That earns you the relationship. It earns the trust. It earns the engagement with the client. It earns those conversations that let you realize beyond the service, there are the problems that need to be solved. The next thing is to get involved in solving those problems. If you seem to be absolutely tenacious around helping a client and solving its problems and sticking at it until you do, you then build the trust and deepen the trust further. And then the final point, it's absolutely imperative as Ciswick correctly said, stick to your knitting. If you're in the cleaning business, if you're in the food business, if you're in the trucking business, whatever the business is, stick to it. Because with every year that you're there, whilst you're applying your mind, if you have an inquisitive mind, whilst you're deepening your knowledge, if you have a thirst for knowledge, and whilst you build your relationships, you then start to develop your expertise deeper and deeper and deeper. And that is where the answer to working as a specialist in a tough economy lies. Business Beyond, brought to you by Nedbank. See money differently.